911, what's your emergency? Two full moons! Run! Run! Horrible. Just horrible. I'd keep an eye on Callaway if I were you. Oh yeah, he fucking did it. Show everybody the seven of hearts, your card. <laughs> what do you mean Haley's dead? Oh my god, you didn't know? From The Onion and Onion Public Radio, I'm David Pascal, and this is A Very Fatal Murder. <sighs> oh my god, that smells amazing. What is that? Oh, that's an elephant ear. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I've got to tell my patissier in Brooklyn about this. Small-town America is full of surprises, if you slow down long enough to look for them. Moving slow is a way of life in Haley Price's hometown of Bluff Springs, Nebraska. And oddly enough, that's the way the residents of Bluff Springs seem to like it. It can be perverse at times, the fact that your next-door neighbor knows your name. But it can be endlessly fascinating, too, watching the way these simple people pass the time. Step right up and test your luck. One dollar gets you five chances to toss the rings. Two dollars gets you 12. The rudimentary game being described here is called ring toss. I watched for hours as men, women, and children of all ages handed over money that they had presumably earned in some sort of factory or mill to throw rings around a small, unremarkable target. Their prize? Nothing more than a fistful of tickets to be traded in for plastic junk. Oh, you just missed. Better luck next time. Hold on, I think I've got it. Do you guys have an ATM? Peculiarities like this were abound at Callaway Day, Bluff Springs' annual tribute to the town's biggest benefactor, W.O. Callaway. On the first Saturday in June, the denizens of Bluff Springs descend on the Callaway Fairgrounds to eat, drink, and be merry, all in the name of the man at the center of my investigation, the man who may or may not have killed Haley Price. We'll get there. I love to go to the Ferris wheel, but my brother is too scared. I'm too scared. Yeah, okay, uh, so do you two know the girl who was shot, then brutally stabbed over and over until her face was barely recognizable? Up until this point, I've given you the facts about Haley Price's case, the circumstances of her gruesome death, and the calling I felt to expose her killer on this potentially award-winning podcast. But to understand Haley Price's demise, it's important to know the fertile earth from which she sprang. I lived in Bluff Springs all my life. Met my wife here, had our two daughters here, only ever left for the war. Korea? Yes, sir. 101st Airborne Division. Wow, you're wearing the little hat and everything. I talked to a lot of people on Callaway Day about the dark, fetid underbelly of America, and whether they knew Haley or not, they all had something to say about the man who may or may not have killed her, W.O. Callaway. I worked as an electrician at the Callaway Packing Plant for 20 years. Got the busted knees to show for it. <laughs> I was shocked by what this war veteran was alleging. Could it be true that Callaway had forced this American hero to degrade his body, marching him around on his hands and knees like some sort of farm animal? If so, what was he capable of doing to a 16-year-old girl? In all my years there, I never saw him once. Heard his hoverboard zooming around in the rafters sometimes. He lives in the big mansion up on the hill, but he never comes out. He's got a train system under that house. A moat, too. When I was a kid, we used to hop the fence and go swimming in it. Until my neighbor Billy Tompkins got electrocuted, he died. Cool, cool, cool. So would you say that the Callaway Mance casts a menacing shadow over the innocence of America's heartland? I would say that, yes, that's a nice way of putting it. Mr. Calloway places a weekly order at the Stop and Save, which is where I work. One of his housekeepers always picks it up, and the order never changes. One pound of farfalle pasta, three tubs of cottage cheese, walnuts, as many as we can get him, and a length of rope. Down at the store, we joke about how he probably has enough rope to last to the moon by now. I had to ask Donna to repeat herself three times so that I could parse her thick Nebraskan drawl. I couldn't make any sense of it. Enough rope. To lasso the moon. Once I figured out what the hell she was saying, it got me thinking. 
If Calloway had enough rope to lasso the moon, maybe he had enough rope to kill a girl. I continued to collect testimonials from a number of varied sources. A single mom, Shirley D., burdened by inadequate health insurance and an absentee partner. Saw his car turn into a speedboat. A minority, Al Donaldson, who most likely faces an unending battery of microaggressions from his white friends and neighbors every day. Oh, yeah. You can hear his helicopter whirring over town in the middle of the night. If he lands on your house, it means you get a promotion. And a young drug addict, Gary LaRue, who epitomizes the opioid epidemic in America. Oh, yeah. I saw, oh, I saw a silhouette. Where was this? Oh, I saw you at the ring toss, man, because you were like, oh. The young man was in and out of consciousness, so I gave him a few uppers to level out his high. Yeah. That was his fucking limo outside the fur corral. Yeah. The fur corral is the pet store where <laughs> Haley Price worked after school. I think he was smoking a cigar. Do you think Calloway had anything to do with Haley Price's murder? I could have. But why does anyone do anything anymore? No, 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 no. Stay with me. Come on, we've almost got it all. (laughs) But he was gone. I called the paramedics before meeting up with some of Haley's friends, including her boyfriend Brian, who said he had something to show me. It's her. Brian pulled up his shirt to reveal a massive abdominal tattoo. A caricature of Haley riding a skateboard with an ice cream in one hand and flipping you off with the other. It's funny. She got this done last year on Callaway Day. Airbrushed onto a t-shirt. And you got it tattooed onto yourself. Brian, that's really sweet. Not tattooed. I just told the airbrush guy to airbrush it onto me. Paint's pretty cold, though. The ice cream is already dripping. It was getting pretty late, and Brian was too distracted by his new stomach art to tell me about how Calloway probably watched the life drain out of Haley's face as he choked her to death while chortling to the heavens. So I decided to head out, but not before catching the main act of Calloway Day, a performance by the Calloway Cadets, a group of teenage baton twirlers decked out in short silver and teal uniforms. Normally I'd be loath to support such a heteronormative display of phallocentric dance moves, but the Calloway Cadets can really twirl. As the sun set and a million stars blanketed the sky over Bluff Springs, I marveled at the way these young women's batons rose and fell in unison over and over again like a beating heart. Haley's heart should have been beating up there too, and the reason it wasn't was written all around me, on the factories and the fairgrounds, on the pay stubs and the sides of wind turbines, on the orders of Farfalle Pasta, W.O. Calloway. He had stripped the cadets of their star. That madman had murdered Haley Price in cold blood. He'd stabbed her, shot her, drowned her, strangled every ounce of life from her nubile body, and no one was doing a goddamn thing about it. It pissed me off. I had to talk to Ethel. This episode of A Very Fatal Murder is brought to you by Sand Camp, the subscription service that dumps two tons of sand on your front lawn every month. What you do with it is your business. Sand Camp. You should have seen it, Ethel. There were so many people just enjoying each other's company. And oh my god, the snacks. They were so amazing and bad for me. David, it appears as though you had a nice time. I really did. I'm actually doing a pretty good job of enmeshing myself into the fabric of this town. And it's weird because I thought it would take years for me to understand such a primitive way of life, but I really connected with so many people at the fair. Brian has this hilarious friend, Skiff, who's always- Would you like to, A, go over the evidence, B, make an accusation, C, continue to exchange anecdotes, D, open email. A, please, Ethel. Pulling up the evidence. Okay, so what we know is that W.O. runs pretty much every industry in town. Shipping, pharmaceuticals, public arts, parking meters, the giant wind turbine on the edge of town, just everything. David, would you like...
me to draw a conclusion. Please. The conclusion is, if Calloway owns everything in town, everyone in town works for Calloway. But no one has actually seen him. It's all whispers and glances, Ethel. Really spooky stuff. And get this, if the whole town works for Calloway, and Calloway killed Haley, that makes the whole town complicit, in a way. Your logic is sound. Wait, wait, wait. And if Bluff Springs represents the beating heart of America, could that mean that the whole of America is also complicit in Haley's death? My processor requires further clarification. I'm saying, did America kill Haley Price? I had to hang up the phone and think about what all this meant. I was drawing amazing conclusions that said so much about the American dream, the decline of manufacturing, modern beauty standards, the gig economy, factory farming, deforestation, saturated fats, the fragility of love, the golden era of television, and CO2 emissions, just as Ethel's algorithm had promised. If I could prove W.O. Calloway's guilt, I could solve all of America's ills. I was finally onto something. How do I nail his ass, Ethel? I mean, this guy deserves to burn. I need to send a message to all the sociopathic wind tycoons out there that teen girls are not just playthings for their sick, twisted fantasies. Analyzing murder circumstances. One moment, please. Analysis complete. My systems indicate that the most fruitful course of action is to visit the crime scene to collect evidence. When it came to cultural analysis and intimate portraits of the disaffected, I was golden. But I needed to figure out how a man who no one ever saw could kill a girl that everyone saw all the time. I needed cold, hard proof that Calloway was the killer. I had to return to the scene of the crime. I had to move to Nebraska. Next time on A Very Fatal Murder. How could one man have done all of this? Shit, shit, fuck, he's bleeding out. Oh, fuck, oh, shit, oh, fuck, oh, shit. And they call them elephant ears. <laughs> a Very Fatal Murder is made possible by our friends at The Hague and Bluff Springs Funerary Services. And special thanks to Industrial Light and Magic for the visual effects in this episode. And don't forget to check out our weekly dating advice podcast, Modern Dating, hosted by John Monet Ramsey. Is it possible to fall in love over text messages? I've got a couple in the studio today who fell for each other, got engaged, and then married all over text before meeting each other in person. Hi. Thanks for having us. That plus more podcasts and programming available at OPR.org.